Hey, this is Noah Fritchie, and I'm the lead pastor of Real Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I hope this can inspire you and build your faith. Enjoy the message. Today we're talking about big faith. Just turn to your neighbor and say, big faith. Big faith. You know, um, here's what I know. There is something powerful that happens that when we come together as a church, there's just something different that when we, when we do things together as a church. How many of you know that uh, when, when you pray alone by yourself, it's good, right? It's great. It's great to do that. But how many of you know how powerful it is to pray together with someone else? Like praying alone is good, but praying together is just, that's a powerful thing. It's really powerful to pray with others. Now, some of us, uh, we, we do other things like, I, how many of you ever turn on some worship music and really get into it in your car? You ever do that? I hope you do. It's a great thing. You really get into it, and you think the person next to you is, doesn't have a clue. <laughs> what, they can't see you, but can I tell you, they can actually see you. I've, I pulled up to, and I don't think some of them were worship music, but, <laughs> but that's... But anyway, we, we really get into it. it. It's powerful. It's great to worship in your car, but can I tell you that it's really powerful to worship together. How many of you know it's just, there's just something different when we're all together and we, we lift our hands together and we sing with one voice. There, it's good to worship by yourself, but it's powerful when we do it together. And that's what I want to show you today about our topic on faith. In fact, we have a core value on faith that talks about having big faith. In fact, this week just deals with that big faith. And I've really been praying that this message would build some faith in our church. My prayer for you this week is that this message would just build some faith in your life. In fact, for some of you, I just pray that this message is just going to stir you to take a step of faith, to stir you to take that next step. I don't know whether it's people in this room or watching online, but I just pray that for some of you, this is going to be the message where you said, where you look back years from now and say, you know what, this is what changed me. This is what helped me take my next step. It, it, helped, me, it helped me grow in my faith journey. In fact, I just want to show you what our core value here is at Real. Our core value says this. It says, we show big faith with our words and actions. And I love how it's worded here. We will never insult God with worry or fear. God hates worry. He hates fear. That's our core value. In fact, because it's our core value I'd love for you, just as we did last week, can you just say this with me? Let, let's say it together. We show big faith with our words and actions. We will never insult God with worry or fear. That's what we believe here at this church. And I want to start today by looking at two different stories about Jesus. Two different stories about Jesus. And here's, what, here's the things about these two stories. I want you to see that in both of these stories, Jesus was amazed. And in both of these stories, the scripture literally says that Jesus was amazed. So he's amazed two different times, but they're for two different reasons. In fact, these two reasons are vastly different. He was amazed really at two opposite ends of the spectrum. And so I want to show you this first story. In this first story, Jesus is in his hometown. And he's, he's teaching, he's doing what he normally does. But the interesting thing is, is that because he's in his hometown, 
he's having a harder time reaching people. I just think that's kind of funny because I can relate to it. Because when he's in his hometown, there's, there's comments, I'm not going to read the whole scripture, but to summarize it up and to tell you what happens here in the passage that we're going to read, while Jesus is in, his, is in his hometown, the Bible talks about how hard it is for him to perform miracles and to teach the people. Because there's people in his hometown who say, well, I know that kid. He's just the son of the carpenter. Like, I know his family. I, I know where he came from. I, who in the world does he think he is? Like, uh, and so there's a lot of people who have this idea because Jesus is in, he's in his hometown. He's around a lot of the people who, who he knows and who, who's known him probably forever. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says Jesus couldn't do any miracles. He couldn't do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. And the Bible says that Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith. So here's Jesus in this first story. He's stunned that they didn't believe, that, 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 that they wouldn't accept what he was talking about. So that's the first story. But let's, I, I want to compare this to the second story here. In this second story, we find the centurion. And the centurion obviously worked for the Roman government. And so because he, wor- because he worked for the Roman government and the Jews hated the Roman government, they, they, they were at odds against each other. So, so this would have been really a bad guy in this story. And so, the, this, but anyway, the centurion, he had this sick servant that, that was dying. And the centurion, he was in charge of a lot of people. So he sent someone to Jesus. And he, and he sent that person and, and asked that person to, to bring Jesus to him. And so, so anyway, a long story short, the centurion and Jesus get to meet up. And when Jesus gets to meet up with the centurion... The centurion literally looks at Jesus and says, Jesus, here's what he essentially says. He says, Jesus, you don't, you don't have to go anywhere to heal. You don't have to go anywhere to, uh, to, to heal my servant. All you have to do, Jesus, is just say the word. So this guy has enough faith to say, Jesus, you don't even have to go touch him. You don't even have to be around him. But if you would just say the word, if you would just, if you would say it, I believe that it would be done. And that's where we pick up this story in Luke chapter seven. It says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith ever in Israel. So we see these two different stories where Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith on one hand and on the other hand Jesus was amazed at this guy's great faith and so I have a question for you today if Jesus looked at your faith level the level of faith that you have right now those things that you are believing for right now would he be amazed at how big and bold your faith is Or would he be amazed at your lack of faith? In fact, just for fun, I put on your handout today this question. How big is your faith? On a scale of 1 to 10, how big is your faith? I mean, obviously, I don't think any of us are a 10 because I would say Jesus is a 10, all right? So if you circle 10... You're not Jesus, all right? So, <laughs> but circle anything but 10. 
And I, and, and I hope there's not any ones in here either. But if you would just honestly ask yourself, how big is your faith? And to help you do this, I just want you to, I just want you to be honest. And not only this, but I, I don't want you, let, let's, let's do this exercise. I want you to rate your faith just within the last week. Ask yourself this question. What great faith steps did you take just in this past week? Think about it. Think about this week alone. What great faith steps did you take this week? Did you attempt something big? Did you attempt something bold and so daring that if God, if God didn't show up for you this week, it, it wouldn't have happened? I don't know. Maybe you did. For some of us, we, 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 didn't, we didn't ask God for anything this week. In fact, I want you to think about this. And I, I, I read this this week, and I, I just, I, I just I got to read this to you because I just think it challenged me so much this week, I have to share it with you. It said this, Imagine if God answered all your prayers from last week with a yes and immediately. What would be different in the world? If God answered every prayer you prayed last week with yes, immediately, you can have it, what would be different? For some of us with great faith, it would be there would be people saved, the church would be full, the orphans would be adopted, like, like the sick would be healed, uh, it, it, <laughs> you would be extremely blessed, you'd have the parking spot that you prayed for, whatever, however silly it is, that's, that's what you would have. But for others of us, some of us would have nothing. We're just being honest. Some of us haven't believed God for anything. We didn't pray a single prayer last week. We didn't even attempt anything bold or, or daring for God's kingdom. I just am wondering, <laughs> would God be amazed at your great faith? Or would he be blown away by your lack of faith? Would he be amazed with, with the faith that you have or would he be upset with the little faith that you have? Can I tell you that wherever you're at on this scale, I really do believe that God is calling us to have bigger faith. He's calling us to have big faith with our words and actions as our core value said. So in order to inspire us really to take these next faith steps, I want to give you three faith-filled facts today. Just three simple points today that you can take home to really help grow your faith. Here's the first point. It's this, is that you cannot play it safe and please God. Some of you, you need to know that today. Some of you, you know this. You know what it, what it means to, that, that, that you're, you haven't played it safe. But, but you've, you've pleased God. You can't play it safe and please God. In fact, the other Really where this comes from, the author of Hebrews says this. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you can accomplish your goals without God, then you're living without faith. If you're accomplishing everything in your life right now without God, you have no faith. And when you have no faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to, to be on the right track with him. And really, I think the problem for so many of us is, is that, that in, in our world, and especially, I think, in the area that we live in, we, we try to glorify faith. Like, here, here's what I mean. Like, 
People will say things like, well, well, Pastor Noah, if you have great faith, then, then you, you should never doubt. Then you'll never have a bad day if you have great faith. You just got to have more faith. And that's, that, that's what a lot of people, especially I think in this region, would say when the reality is, and I know this to, to be sure, that faith is messy. Faith isn't clean. It's not just, it, it, it's not a for sure thing. It's messy. It's never, it's never constant, and it's never clean. And, you know, there's some moments in my life, and, and I think it's just kind of funny because there's some moments in my life where I have great faith. I have this big faith, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and conquer the world, everybody. And, and, and I'm, I'm so excited, but then it's like in the next breath, in the next minute, I'm just overwhelmed with doubt. One minute, I'm like, I can do this. I'm going to do it. But in the next minute, I'm just... I'm, I'm like, ha, ha, I, I'm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> One second, I'm like, God spoke to me. He told me to go do this. And then, uh, wait, was that really God? Did, did, did he tell me to do that? I'm not so sure. Can I tell you that faith can be hard? That's why it's called faith. <laughs> it's because it's not proven. In fact, uh, I wonder, how many of you have ever been to, like, when you were a kid, how many of you ever went to a summer camp before? Some of you, all right. Some of you went to, went, went to a summer camp before. Yeah, well, I, when, when we were, we, I grew up in Christian schools, so we had these great faith summer camps. And uh, any, anyway, we, we, went, we went to a camp. It was probably when I was about in the, in the sixth grade or so. And they had this thing where it was just, it was up on a platform. This is the weird things kids do at camp, everybody. Like, they build these big platforms, and they were, like, out in the woods, and your whole class took turns on, you would get up on the, flat, on the platform and, like, take your step and just out into nothing. And the goal was your classmates or whatever, was they're going to catch you, right? They're, they're Hopefully, right? <laughs> they're they're going to catch you. And so, uh, of course, as classic camp things go, not only one person has to do it, everybody has to do it. So, as as a young, grown boy, I was <laughs> I was grown. I was bigger than most of the the uh, most most of the other kids. And so, I I had I feel like I had to have a little extra faith because. I, my classmates never catch me before like that, and, and I, I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how, how, how that's going to work. And so I, I got up to the edge of that thing, and I kid you not, I was like recommitting my life to Christ right there. Like, like <laughs> I thought, I, I knew I had all my bases covered, but that I was just double checking, you know. <laughs> I was praying the salvation prayer, I, I was, Lord, I give my life to you, I can't, didn't want to see you this soon, but, you know, <laughs> so anyway. So I, 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 here, here I am, and, and, I, and I take that step, and I'm about like 87% sure I didn't cuss. But <laughs> I can't tell you, yeah, church camp, I, I, I can't tell you that. But, uh, but, but I, I, it, was, it was like a moment in my life you'll never forget as a sixth grader, you know. It was, it was that moment. You, you, took that, you took that step, and it really, and obviously, classmates caught me. I didn't die or break anything, so I'm, I'm good, all right? So uh, thankfully, that step of faith <laughs> worked out. But I tell you that story because I, that's what faith is like. Sometimes you take a step out into <laughs> nothing, out into you, you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen. In fact, I would say it this way, that you cannot play it safe and please God. 
You can't do it. You can't play it safe and please God. In fact, if you're not scared every now and then, you're probably not living by faith. If you're not just a little worried about something every now and then, you're probably not relying on God for too much. And really one of the greatest examples of this and I love this story, but I think it just gets such a bad rap in the Bible, is, is Peter, is Jesus is out walking on water, and the disciples are all in a boat, right? And here's what happens. The disciples are in the boat. They see Jesus walking on the water, and Peter just steps out of the boat and begins to walk on the water. Now, for so many of us, here, here's what we remember about that story, is that Peter had little faith, and he, and he sank, right? I think Peter sometimes gets a really bad rap because everyone's like, well, well, Peter, they're all, everybody criticizes, well, Peter failed. He, 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 didn't, he didn't make it to Jesus. But can I tell you that Peter was the only one that stepped outside of the boat. He left the 11 other guys in the boat. So did Peter fail? Or was he the only one who had faith enough to take a step out into the unknown? And I just, I just think Peter gets a bad bad rap for that. And so, and I just think that it's so often that our fear of failure keeps us from taking that step of faith. The disciples are all left in the boat with a bunch of fear that they're not going to be able to do it. But Peter has enough faith to say, I'm going to take that step out. And yeah, ultimately Peter Peter sank, but Jesus rescued him. But he took that step of faith. And I think, I, 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 I think so often it's that our fear of failure keeps us from taking that step of faith because people think that if you fail, it means that you just miss God. Like you're just off the mark. People think, well, if it doesn't work out, then well, I, I, it, it must not have been God. Can I tell you that's, that's not true at all? In fact, I've discovered, and I could tell you many stories where I've discovered that failing is really often the first step towards discovering God. Can I tell you, when you take that step of faith, and even if you fail, you learn something from it. You discover more about God. In fact, I would say that if you're not failing, you're playing it too safe. So never let your fear of failure talk you out of an act of faith, because without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's number one. Let's look at point number two here. It's this, is that as long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. In fact, the writer of Hebrews says it like this. He says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And it gives us an assurance about things that we can't even see. You see, the problem for so many of us is, is that we just want a guarantee. We just want to know that we know that we know that we know that we know. Like, the, I, I, I've got all my steps planned out. I know where I'm going. I know that this is going to work. In fact, uh, I don't know about you, but I was like this in grade school. And I'm, probably, I'm sure you guys are all going to relate to this story here. I, I was, I, probably you were like this in grade school too. Can I tell you that... Uh, I, I remember just, this is a, just a really silly story, so you guys just going to have to hang on with me real quick. But uh, I remember like being in, probably I was probably in the first grade or so. Um, 
But uh, did you ever, like, in grade school, did you ever ask a girl out? You know what I'm talking about? Just, uh, like, you ask, oh, yeah, here we go. You, you ask a girl out, and uh, it's just, you know, it's just, it's, just something, <laughs> it's just something that you do. But most guys, they don't, ask, they, don't just, they don't just ask a girl out. Most of the time, there's, like, this pre-ask thing, you know? Like, like they're, 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 they're talking to their, to their friends before. They're like, you know, if I ask her, is she going to say yes or no? And so... I, I did the I did the whole pre-ask thing, and it was it was just classic, you know. In the second or third, first, second, third grade, I can't remember. And it was like I, I just I had this piece of paper, classic, you know what I'm talking about. I had this piece of paper, and I just said, if I asked you out today, do you think that you would go out with me? So you know, I wasn't I wasn't asking, but I was asking, and two two boxes, yes, no, right? You know where this is going. I, I sent it, you know, sent it through the friends, got it on recess, whatever. And eventually, at the end of the day, I get it back. And guess what? She put an extra box, and it put maybe. <laughs> maybe. Now, how do you think, how do you think that feels? <laughs> I was talking to Emily. I, I'm almost positive that's what happened with me and Emily as soon as we started our relationship. I did the, you know, if I would ask you to, to come over and hang out, do you think you would? Yes, no, she says, maybe. <laughs> so that maybe got me somewhere, everybody. So you, you'd be laughing at it, but I, all right. So that's all we'll say about that. So, uh, <laughs> but, 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 but here's what I'm saying. When, when I got that box, I would, this is not fair. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I, I, I didn't put that there. But can I tell you that when you deal with God, sometimes that's the reality. Sometimes that's what happens. Like, like God, I think you're calling me to do this, but I got the box back and it says maybe. <laughs> I, 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 I'm almost positive, but I'm not so sure. Can I tell you, you can have faith or you can have control, but you can't have both. You can't have both faith and control. And some of you, you're going to have to let go of some control in order to take a step of faith. And can I tell you, just as a church, listen, we've let go of some control. And we're, and we're going to continue to do some things that really I have no idea how they're going to work out. Hey, listen, we're doing two services right now, a nine and 11. And it's a lot on our team, but I'm praying that it's going to work out. I pray that I, I have the faith that we're going to see this 9 and 11 service grow. We're going to have both of those services grow. That's the type of faith that I have. But can I tell you that there's going to be some things that won't work. And you're just going to have to trust God and find out. Listen, as I just it's been over a year ago. It, we, we bought that Murfreesboro American building just down the road. And when we bought it, we were like, this is what we're doing. We're on our way, better, higher, greater places. We're getting out of that theater. We're, 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 we're going to do something awesome over there. And obviously, it didn't work out. Some would say it failed. Some would say it, 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 it just it didn't work out. But hey, to me, God provided another place. God pushed us in the right direction. And can I tell you that if we wouldn't have took that step of faith to go there, we wouldn't be here now. And even though that looks like a failure and that it looks like that maybe it didn't work out, I know that it worked out because we're here. And not only that, but we had a great business open up there just a couple weeks ago. 
And so here, so here we are. That's how, that's how faith works. Can I tell you, I'm trusting God for some big things in this church. Listen, I, I know that, like, like I just said, I, we're doing these two services, for, and, and the excuse right now is for the coronavirus, but I'm believing that these services are going to grow, and we're going to have two full services, and I'm believing God, God for that together, and I would love for you to stand in faith with me and believe with me for that together. I'm believing for big things. I'm believing for huge things. Like, we, we, have, a, we have a loan on this building to do all the construction that we did here. Can I tell you, I, I believe that, it, that by the end of the year, we could have this paid off. I'm telling you, one person could write a check and just, it would all be gone. I have faith enough to believe in those crazy things. And yeah, we'll probably, we might get to the end of the year and we might not have, we, we, won't, we might not have it paid off. Is it a failure? No, I'm gonna believe for that next year. And the next year, I'm gonna continue to have faith. Listen, I have faith that one day we're gonna have all kinds of people on full-time staff. I'd love to hire every person on our team right now and to have them full-time here. But I have crazy enough faith to believe that one day that's what, that we're gonna have that here. And so I, I have faith, and I just want you to stand firm with me on some of that faith as, as, we go through, as we go through this season as a church. And not only that, not only, should I, not only do I want you to have faith with us in our church, but I, 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 just, I just want you, I, I want you to have faith in your own life. I mean, some of you, you're, 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 you're waiting to, to start that business or to start that ministry because you want a guarantee. You want to know that you know that you know. Can I tell you that God's not going to show you steps three, four, and five until you take steps one and two. You've got to take that, those first steps. And the only guarantee that I know is that the only guarantee is that God always proves himself faithful. He always proves himself faithful. And some of you, you're waiting. You don't have, you, you, you don't have the faith enough right now. To, you, you know that you need to start a small group or join a small group. I'm challenging you to take that step of faith to do that. Some of you are waiting to take that new job or to, or, 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 or to find a new job, whatever it is. I'm, I'm challenging you to do that. Maybe you're, maybe you're like me in the first grade. You're waiting to ask that girl out. Like, do it already. <laughs> I just don't, don't wait. But can I tell you that just as long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. And finally, I'm going to end with this one this morning. It's point number three. In order to step towards your destiny... You have to step away from your security. And this is really hard for so many of us. We love our security. But no, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to end up. I, 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 I don't know what's going I can't, I don't know. Can I tell you that if, if, if you knew all that was going to happen, it wouldn't be called faith. In fact, this is exactly what Abraham did in one of the, crazy, really faith-filled stories of the Old Testament. I think it's cool because Abraham did a lot of crazy faith stuff. And in fact, even the writers of the New Testament talk about it. In Hebrews 11, it says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance. So this would later become his blessing. He says, it says, Abraham obeyed and went. And I just feel like some of you, you need to see these words right now, that, that you need to, God is calling you to your promise. He's calling you to your inheritance. He's calling you to your blessing, and you just need to obey and go. 
But Abraham went even though he did not know where he was going. He had no idea that, that where God was taking him would end up being the purpose, the plan, the place, the blessing for his life. And I just want to challenge you today. I just want to ask you this question. Would God be amazed at your amazing faith or would he be amazed at your lack of faith? I just wonder how this plays out in your life. Like, I think, it, I think it can play out both individually and corporately, like, like just for you and for us as a church. Listen, I'm believing that God is going to speak to you and that you're going to take some steps on your spiritual journey. But I, I also believe that God will speak to our church. I pray that God continues to speak to our church and that we can take some spiritual steps together. We can take some faith steps together. Maybe for some of you in here, as a, as a follower of Jesus you're, you're having a hard time just sharing your faith. But God's calling you to step out in faith and share your faith and maybe invite someone to church or just, just talk to them about Jesus. But, but maybe for some of you, you're like, but Noah, if I talk to him, the box is just going to say maybe. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do that because the box just, because, because they respond with just the maybe. Can I tell you that even if they respond with maybe and even if they respond with no, can I tell you that no matter what, your faith will be built by just asking. God will build your faith right there. Some of you need to begin to tithe. And you're like, well, Pastor Noah, that doesn't make any rational sense. How, why would I give 10% of what I make back to God? Why would I do that? Can I tell you, you'll realize later that when you have the faith to give him that 10%, that 90% with his blessing is going to be so much more. And he'll provide in ways that you'll, you couldn't even, you could never figure out. Some of you, you're called to take your next step in ministry here and maybe serve in the youth group. And you, maybe you think, oh, I'm not cool enough to, to, uh, to be involved with youth or kids or whatever. But can I tell you, after you get involved, I, I tell you, there's so many young people in our generation right now that just need a, a mom and a dad figure. And they're looking to you, and they, they need that example. And can I tell you that when you, when you get involved in a life of a kid like that, you'll wake, up, you'll wake up on one of those crazy youth nights and realize that, wow, this is the best part of my life. I get to be an example to these kids. I, I get to be a role model. I get to help them walk through some of their problems. And you'll realize that through those kids, oh, how crazy they might be, they actually built your faith. For some of you, maybe it's just it's, it's serving in our kids' environment on the weekend. And yeah, those crazy kids that, <laughs> that run around, whatever, maybe it might scare you at first, but you'll realize that you need a faith like they have, that childlike faith. Some of you on a more personal level, not related to the church, some of you, you're ready to start a business. You need to take that step of faith. Listen, I was ready to get married. I just needed to take that step of faith. I'm thankful that I took that step of faith. Some of you, you're, you're, maybe you're waiting to have children or, or you're wanting three or four. Maybe you need to take that step of faith or, or uh, adopt or foster or whatever it is. As you grow in your faith, I know that as you grow personally in your faith, we grow in our faith journey as a church. And that's what I want. And I want to see that us as a church, our, as our faith grows and we realize that we begin to show big faith with our words and actions.
And so church, can I tell you that we're not going to step back. We're thinking big. I've got big plans. <laughs> and I need you to be on board with me. And I want you to, 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 to take your faith with us. Because I know that God didn't give us a small commission. No, he gave us a big one. He called it a great commission. Can I tell you that, that God doesn't just want a few people to come to repentance, but God wants all. And we've got a region. That's why it's, it's, we love Southern Illinois Weekend. We're supporting some lo local businesses today. And yeah, snow cones might be fun, but I know that, that, that through maybe some snow cones, we're going to have some people come to Christ. That's why we do it. And I promise you that as a church, we're not thinking small. We're thinking big. We have a big vision. I really do believe that God wants you to dream big. Why? Because in order to dream big, you have to have faith. And I know that faith pleases God. And if you don't have faith, you're not pleasing God. But when you have big faith, it pleases God. Would you just close your eyes, bow your heads in this room? Can I tell you that when God looks at you, I just, when God looks at you, I want him to be amazed at your faith. And when God looks at the church, I just pray that he looks at our church and he's amazed at the faith that we have. Our core value, we show big faith with our words and actions. We'll never insult God with worry or fear. So Father, today, I pray for the person who's just ready to step out in faith. Lord, for the person that's ready, that is, is, doesn't have the for sure thing right in front of them, God, I pray that they would be able to take that step of faith. Lord, whether it's a financial decision or, Lord, a business decision or, or a family decision or, or Lord, what, what, whatever it may be, God, I pray that you would give them the courage to step out in faith because, God, we know that big faith is what you're looking for. God, help us that as, as we go through our week to have big faith. God, I pray that, Lord, if, it was, if it's for me, Lord, like, would you just give us big faith? That, God, if you answered every one of my prayers this week, God, I pray that, 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 that the world would be changed. Lord, I pray that our church would begin to pray some big, audacious, bold prayers. And God, I pray that you would just continue to answer them. Continue to give us the faith to step out, Lord. We thank you for it today. There's some of us in here today that we haven't given our life to Jesus. We haven't fully surrendered ourselves to him. We haven't put our faith in him. For those of you in here with your heads bowed, eyes closed, if that's you today and, and you say, I need to surrender my life, I need to take that first step of faith, can I tell you that Jesus Christ came to this earth. He lived a life that, that you should have lived. He died a death that you should have died. But the great thing is, is that he rose again from the dead three days later. 
And the Bible says that if you would just confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you can be saved. Today I'm going to give you that opportunity. In fact, if you would just pray this prayer, you, you can have that opportunity today. Church, because we believe in this, let's all say this together. I'm believing today that people are going to have faith and come to, uh, and come to Jesus right now here in this moment. Church, say this after me. Say, Dear God, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. Jesus, I make you my Lord. I give you my life. Thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said, would you give it up for all the people who prayed that prayer today?